everybody, welcome back to the Sunny Day Review. I'm Brian. I'm Jillian. Jillian, how are you doing? Last episode of the day. I'm doing well. I'm actually, I'm excited to talk about these two episodes. They're actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah, so, so without further ado, let's get into it. All right, so uh, starting off with Blood Ties, Season 5, Episode 13, originally aired February 6, 2001, written by Stephen S. D. Knight, um, and directed by Michael Gershman. So it's <laughs> it's Buffy's birthday time again. Uh, this hardly ever bodes well, ever. Yeah. Um, let's see, the Scoobies are hanging out at the magic box. They're talking about Buffy's birthday and not wanting to make a big deal out of it since there are bigger things to deal with. Uh, namely glory <laughs> they're they're gathered around the books uh that the watchers council provided um turns out glory was part of a group of three gods who ruled over uh, like a nasty demon dimension uh she became human ish uh and being stuck like that is affecting both her powers and her mental state uh she's only able to keep her mind straight when she sucks the energy out of a human brain that's why she's done the brain sucky thing we've seen a couple of times so far um and that's what is causing people to go crazy kind of throughout the season. Uh, the gang turned their attention to the key, thinking that they should be looking for whatever Glory is looking for so that they can get it and try to stop her that way. Buffy tells them that she doesn't think they should be focusing on that right now. After a little bit of needling from them, she finally admits that she and Giles already know where the key is and they have it. Uh, the gang is visibly hurt and feel betrayed that Buffy and Giles kept something from them. Buffy decides um, that it's finally time to trust her friends and fills them in that Dawn is the key. Yeah, so big reveal for all of them. Yeah. Pretty mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see. So we see a bunch of guys dressed up as medieval knights. Uh, we saw them very quickly in the last episode. Uh, they're chanting that the key is the link. The link must be severed. Uh, their chanting is interrupted by Glory's minions who attempt to fight, uh, but very quickly get slaughtered by the knights. As they're about to kill the last minion, Glory shows up and kicks their butts. Uh, she's just about to kill the last one when we cut to the opening credits. Mm. So, so why even send the minions in? <laughs> <laughs> they seem to be a bit disposable. I don't know how mm. many they are, but I feel like at least five get killed every episode, so mm. okay. I don't know. Um so let's see, cut to Willow and Tara pouring some sand uh, enchantments in the middle of the street in front of the magic box. They're pretty lucky that no cars drove by at any point during this. For real. Uh, Dawn uh, comes up to them and Willow and Tara are clearly a little nervous around her now that they know that she's the key. Uh, she heads inside and catches up with Xander and Anya. Xander acts weird around her and Dawn asks him if he's gotten into the sugar again. <laughs> Anya struggles to act normal and Xander makes an excuse for them both to walk away <laughs> uh, let's see Dawn catches up with Buffy and Giles uh, she notices one of Giles' books and then notice that he puts it away somewhere and it disappears uh, Dawn kneels Buffy uh, saying that Glory didn't look that tough and Buffy might just be scared that she has to fight someone prettier than her um, cut to Glory in her apartment. She's taken one of the knights from earlier in the episode captive and is trying to pump him for information. He won't give anything up, so she energy sucks his brain. Uh, cut to Buffy's little birthday celebration at her house. Uh, she gets a dress from Willow and Tara. 
Dawn gives her a picture and a frame that she decorated with shells they picked up on the beach in San Diego. It's Everyone cute. knows the memory. It is really cute and really kind of a touching gift, especially since, like, Dawn's 14, probably doesn't have a lot of money, so, mm-hmm. like, she handmade her something. Um, however, everyone knows that the memory isn't real except Dawn, so it's kind of, like, an odd moment. Mm-hmm. Um, Giles, Joyce, and Buffy are in the kitchen later at the party. Joyce is asking questions about Dawn, like, is she dangerous? Uh, Buffy notices Dawn listening and stops the conversation. Dawn heads to the rest of, into the rest of the party and confronts them about talking about her when she's not there. The gang says that they weren't talking about her. Um, Anya keeps insisting that she and Xander were talking about sex. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But Dawn gets upset and heads to her room. She sneaks out of the house, down the garden trellis, and is confronted by Spike, who has been waiting outside the house with a birthday present for Buffy. (laughs) Uh, It's the box of chocolates that he beat the mannequin with in a previous episode. (laughs) Um, So let's see. Uh... Dawn gives Spark. D- Dawn gives Spike a hard time. Um, he tries to intimidate her into going back in the house, but she doesn't fall for it and just laughs at him. Uh, she says that she's sneaking out of the house to go break into the magic box and steal things. Spike points out there's a lot of monsters between her house and the magic box, so she invites him to come along, and he says okay. <laughs> um, I think he's just excited about like one. He's probably gonna try to win points with Buffy for, like, mm. watching out for her little sister, but also, like, he doesn't get a lot of mayhem in his life, so he's like, sure, sure. yeah, I'll come along. Um, at the magic box, Spike manages to pick the lock on the front door. Giles finally learned how to lock a door. It is a miracle. It was, it was probably actually Anya's suggestion, probably, I yeah. guess. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> She's, she probably was like, Giles, now that we're, like, doing this together, I really need you to start locking the door because we need to protect the money. <laughs> um, once inside, uh, Spike asks Dawn what she's looking to steal, spells, artifacts, money from the register. Uh, she says that she's after a book that she believes is Giles's notes. I don't know why she cares about this at all. Um, just plot. <laughs> um... So let's see. Uh, She quickly finds the hidden drawer, maybe channeling Michelle's experience and playing Harry at the Spy four years before joining (laughs) Buffy. Uh, I was looking at it. I'm like, did she play like Nancy Drew? And I looked into it. It was Harry at the Spy, but also she was like the niece in uh, Inspector Gadget. So yeah, she was. You're right. (laughs) She was Penny. Yep. Yep. In the in the first one with Matthew Broderick, not the second one where they brought in discount Matthew Broderick. Yeah. And I guess discount Benny. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, let's see. She and Spike read through the journal. Dawn starts piecing things together. Uh, there is a key. The key can only be seen by people who are outside of reality, i.e. crazy people. Um, can be detected by animals like dogs and snakes, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Dawn starts piecing everything together and Spike needs to take over reading and it's revealed that um, to Dawn and Spike through Giles' notes that Dawn is the key. Yeah. Uh, Giles, that is really the kind of notebook that you should not leave just laying around. Like, bring no. it home with you. Seriously. <laughs> um, like, I locked it in the magic box. It should be fine. Uh, yeah, huh? It's ten levels more of security than I normally have. Yeah, but a 14-year-old found it. <laughs> um... 
cut back at the Summers' house, we see Buffy, Willow, and Tara talking. Riley didn't even send Buffy a birthday card. Uh, Dawn walks into the kitchen holding a massive knife <laughs> that she used to cut her arm. She demands to know what this is. Uh, is the stuff coming out of her even blood? The Scoobies head out. Joyce and Buffy talk to Dawn. They fill her in, telling her that she's really only been in their lives for six months, but that they love her. They care about her. Uh, Dawn starts shrieking and Buffy heads out. <laughs> she does this multiple times during the episode and every single time I'm like, oh my God, can someone turn down the volume on Dawn? Oh man. Um, the next morning at the Magic Box, Buffy enlists the gang to jump into full research mode. She wants to know everything they can about the key, what it's for, what created it, what it's supposed to be used for. Um, in the process of figuring out how Dawn got into the magic box to begin with um, and how she found the notebook, Anya finds a cigarette in an urn behind the counter and they put two and two together. <laughs> yeah. Spike's not really good at um, like covering up his tracks. No. Um, so cut to Buffy kicking her way into Spike's crypt. Uh, she pins him in a coffin uh, asking him how he could let Don find out through the books and notes. Spike points out, and rightly so, that he didn't even know that Don was the key since no one tells him anything. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see. Thank you. Uh, so he was just trying to do a nice thing by keeping an eye on Don so nothing attacked her while she was out doing whatever she wanted. Mm. I'm like, I, I, I gotta hand it to him. Like, that's a good point. No one keeps him in the loop. Yeah. Agreed. Like, how could you let her find out that way? How could I let her find out something that I didn't even know in a way that I didn't know that she would find out the thing that I didn't even know about? Yeah. A little unfair. Yeah. Uh, so, cut back to Dawn and Joyce back at the Summers' house. Joyce tells Dawn that she's going to be late for school. Dawn says that she's not going to school because blobs of energy don't need to go to school. After Joyce tries to comfort her, uh, Dawn tells Joyce that she's not her mother, then changes her mind and decides that she'd rather be at school. This is, this is a lot to take in for anyone. So yeah. I can yeah. excuse her behavior in this. Yeah. Um, see, cut to Ben at the hospital taking care of the crazy people. He notices that one of the patients is one of the Knights of Byzantium. Um it's the the one that we saw that Glory like sucked his brain. So now he's at the hospital too. Um, one of Glory's minions is, is there to give exposition, saying that yes, the Knights of Byzantium have arrived, which wasn't unexpected. Um, he says that there are only a few at the moment, but more will arrive. No matter how many are killed, they will keep coming. The minion the minions tell Ben that his fate is directly linked to Glory's, and that. She's been very forgiving of his attempts to stop her so far, but if he continues to do so, Ben interrupts saying that Glory can't lay a finger on him. He walks away, <laughs> apparently forgetting that he was there to do his job and leaves the, the patients without giving them their meds. Stellar intern. Yeah. <laughs> um, back at the Summers' house, Dawn is reading through her diaries. Buffy and Joyce are downstairs talking. They talk about how Dawn cussed out a teacher at school uh, and got herself suspended. <laughs> Dawn overhears just the wrong parts of the conversation, which triggers her to destroy everything in her room, then start burning her diaries in a trash can fire. Here's my question. Who gave this kid matches? <laughs> she needs a babysitter, but she's allowed to have matches? Right. Oh, man. 
so yeah, so Dawn sets off the fire alarm, triggering Joyce and Buffy to run upstairs to find her gone, having snuck out the window again. Guys, time to take down that garden trellis that you have nothing growing on anyway. For real. Yeah. Um, so Buffy rallies the Scoobies at the magic box, including Spike. They plan to split up and sweep the town to find Dawn. Uh, Giles and Xander are searching in dumpsters while openly talking about Dawn being the key. Am I the only one who thinks this is a bad idea, considering Lori's minions tend to just show up randomly out of nowhere? It's not great. No. Um... Spike and Buffy um, are their own search party. Buffy tells Spike that uh, he has he was right to call her out earlier in the episode that maybe Dawn should um, should have would have dealt with the news better if Buffy had told her. Uh, Spike tells her that not only is Dawn dealing with that, but she's also a fourteen year old hormone bomb. <laughs> uh, whichever one is screwing her up more right now is anyone's guess. Fair enough. Yep. Uh, Spike is clearly trying to be nice to Buffy to score some points back after he that he felt he lost earlier by yelling at her. Uh, mm. Spike is encouraging and supportive. It's sweet. Yeah. I'm gonna make it no secret I am a fan of Spike. So, you know. I can't hide it. <laughs> um, so, let's see. Dawn wanders her way to the hospital where she sneaks into the mental ward. Uh, as she does, all the crazy people start muttering, It's here. Uh, she asks if they know what she is, and the Knight of Byzantium says that she's the key. She asks him for answers, and he says, um, she's like, what am I? Like, what am I meant for? And he mm. says, the Destroyer. Yeah. So uh, she runs out, and as she does, she runs into Ben. Uh, he makes her hot chocolate. They sit down and chit-chat. Ben gets the impression that Dawn and Buffy had a fight, and that's why she's hiding out at the hospital. But Dawn tells him that he doesn't understand and says that, She's just this thing that the monks made so Glory couldn't find her, blah, blah, blah. After hearing this, Ben freaks out, uh, saying that Dawn is the key. Ben tells her to run and Glory that Glory knows, she always knows, and that if she finds her, uh, she'll hurt her. Um, ben says that he can feel Glory coming. Then all of a sudden, Ben turns into Glory. What? Yeah. Yeah. A, a twist. Yes. But when that was laid out, you know, she's mad she couldn't get her hands on Ben. Ben said she can't lay a finger on her. Because, mm-hmm. like, before, it's like, are the is he a god? Is he, like, her brother, like, somehow? What is, why can't Glory just ever interact with her? And then it's like, oh, that is why. Right. It's like, why does Ben seem to think that he's untouchable and all that yeah. stuff? It's like, well, this this explains it. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. So, Gl- Glory immediately asks Dawn, hey, don't I know you? Uh, Glory and Dawn have a conversation. Dawn asks her how uh, she is Ben, and Glory says that it's a little bit more complicated than that, as family always is. Uh, we find out that Ben and Glory can't exist at the same time, so Glory doesn't remember any of the conversation that Dawn was having with Ben. Oof. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... The Scoobies all meet up at the graveyard. Buffy decides to head to the hospital in case something happened to Dawn. Um, Cut back to the hospital. Glory is trying to pump Dawn for information, but Dawn manages to turn the tables on her a little bit. Uh, She starts asking Glory about what the key looks like. Uh, If she could tell her more about it, maybe she would know if she had seen it. Uh, Dawn asks if the key is evil. Glory says yes, like initially, but then kind of rethinks it and is like, "Eh, depending on your point of view. Um, 
she asks what the key opens, but Glory catches on that she's trying to get info. Uh, Glory determines that Dawn doesn't have any idea where the key is. <laughs> um, so Dawn, you have done well and played your part well. Mm -hmm. um, then she clearly starts like kind of losing her mind. Uh, Glory is clearly gearing up to energy suck Dawn's brain uh, when the Scoobies show up. So here's my question. If Glory had brain sucked Dawn... Do you what think happens? She... Yeah, I don't know. That's, I don't that's know. the question. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's like, could she have like absorbed the key into herself, but then she becomes one with the key and she can no longer use the key to open anything? Or I don't know. I, I think it just takes the intelligence away, I want to say, and like makes them crazy. And Don would still be the key, but would be like the other crazy people. Maybe. But yeah, I was just when I was watching this episode the other day, I was like, huh, I wonder what would happen. Um, so let's see. So so the Scoobies show up. Uh, Buffy and Spike fight Glory. Spike gets knocked out. Uh, Xander tries to hit Glory with a crowbar that he found somewhere. <laughs> Glory got the crowbar and then threw Xander into Giles. Glory then tries to throw the crowbar at Dawn. Uh, and... But Buffy, like, jumps in right in time and, like, takes the crowbar to the chest. Mm -hmm. And it, like, basically kind of, like, spears her in the chest. Yeah. Um, let's see. So Willow and Tara do a spell, throw some glitter on Glory, and teleport her out of the room. Willow kind of faints uh, due to the spell taking a lot out of her. Buffy asks Willow where she sent Glory, and Willow says she doesn't know. Uh, that's one of the kinks they're trying to work out. <laughs> Cut to somewhere high over Sunnydale where Glory appeals, appears and then falls like hundreds of feet back to the earth. <laughs> uh, cut back to the hospital. Buffy and Dawn. Buffy asks Dawn if she's okay and Dawn asks Buffy why she cares. Buffy explains that she loves Dawn, that she's her sister, that Dawn's blood is Summer's blood. It's just like hers. Doesn't matter where Dawn came from or how she got there because Buffy, because Dawn is her sister. Um, there's no way that she could annoy Buffy so much if it wasn't her sister. Mm -hmm. Don hugs Buffy. They reconcile and all the Scoobies head out on their way out. Don remembers that Ben had been there um, and that he was trying to help her, but he must have left before Glory got there. She, has, she says she doesn't remember. Clearly, uh, she doesn't remember Ben turning into Glory. Huh. Very interesting there. Yeah. And it doesn't affect demons, obviously, as her minions know. Mm -hmm. But humans, I guess, can't perceive it. Yeah. Well, yeah. So what'd you give this episode? <laughs> um, so I give this one a seven. It's like mm. one of those things where it's like plot stuff that needed to happen, but it's kind of... I, I could do with uh, a, a bit less of the Dawn shrieking. <laughs> um, and it's just kind of Dawn being dramatic. Which, like, is understandable due to the news that she just got, but it doesn't do a whole lot to, like, move the plot forward. Because um, it's information that we all kind of already knew, except that the Scoobies also find out this episode. Um, but, yeah, so I'll, I'll give it a seven. Yeah, seven as well for me. Good episode. Really interesting twist with Ben. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. I remember watching this the first time. I did not see that coming <laughs> at all. No. So that was cool and different. 
so I liked that. All right, should we move on to the next episode? Yep. All right, so heading into Crush, uh, the episode that I am very excited to talk about. I have way too many notes on this episode because I love it dearly. Um, uh, so originally aired February 13th, 2001. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, for real. Um, <laughs> written by David Fury and directed by David Addis. A-T-T-I-A-S. Addis. Um, see, here's the thing is that we have now bypassed where Passion of the Nerd has done has done his episodes, so I can no longer steal his pronunciations for uh, writer and director names. So, so I'm just kind of... have to steal ours. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of on my own now. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Episode opens with the Scoobies minus Giles partying it up at the Bronze. Willow and Tara are dancing together, uh, as are Anya and Xander. Buffy watches her friends having fun over from over at like their seating area. Uh, Spike shows up to talk to her, talking about how uh, he's upset the bar is upping their prices to pay for the troll repairs, <laughs> and they got rid of the blooming onion off the menu. Unbelievable. Uh, Spike is dressed very unlike Spike. Uh, he still has his leather coat on, but he has tan slacks on and has a light blue button-up shirt over his signature black undershirt. Oh, man. So, um, Buffy asks Spike what he's doing talking to her like they're some <laughs> sort of talking buddies. Uh, he says he's just trying to keep her company, but Buffy gives him the look like, are you serious? Uh, Spike tries to make an argument that since he helped her fight Glory on the last episode, um, that he's earned some brownie points and some respect from the group. Xander walks up at that moment and says, hey, Evil Dead, you're in my seat. <laughs> Spike, gets, Spike gets upset and leaves, but not without stealing Xander's change. Which I guess he had just left on the table. Oh, uh, when talking about how they don't talk, don't want to talk about Glory anymore, Tara starts suggesting they call her by another name so they don't have to hear her name anymore. Uh, Tara starts with, let's just call her by another, another name. Let's just call her. And then Buffy suddenly interrupts with Ben as she spotted Ben from across the club. Uh, it's a nice little joke from the writer. Um... Buffy heads over to talk to Ben. Buffy thanks Ben for taking care of Dawn at the hospital in the last episode. He says he's glad, he's glad that she's okay. Uh, over at the Sunnydale train station, um, because they apparently have a train station now, we see that a train arrives. Yep. Uh, the platform attendant waits, but no one exits the train, as it's the last stop and clearly unusual for no one to get off. He heads inside to investigate. Inside, he finds a bunch of dead passengers then is chased and eventually caught by whatever killed all the passengers. Jesus. Um, when we return from the opening credits, we catch up with the Summers girls. Buffy has just arrived home from her night out with her friends. Joyce and Dawn have been hanging out with Giles. Joyce says that she's happy that Buffy is home because she feels a lot safer having the Slayer around. Giles says goodnight and goes to head out. Before leaving, Buffy checks in with Giles. Um, he says he thinks Dawn is acting normally considering everything she found out in the last episode. Uh, she says they're trying to go easy on her, letting things slide. And Giles says he, he doesn't think that's wise because it will impact Dawn's sense of normalcy. Buffy immediately turns around and yells at Dawn, accusing her of stealing her clothes because her blue cashmere sweater is gone. <laughs> I think it's funny that like... You know where that sweater went. Oh, yeah. No, I think it's funny that, like, Buffy goes to Giles for parenting advice yeah. on Dawn. Like, it's it's really sweet that, like, she clearly sees 
Giles as like her father figure. Mm. But yeah. Um, so cut to Spike in his crypt admiring the blue sweater. <laughs> Harmony walks in asking Spike if he's coming to bed and Spike immediately hides the sweater from sight. Spike says he's not tired and Harmony offers an alternative um, of them playing a game. Cut to Harmony wearing Buffy's blue sweater and role playing that she's Buffy. Spike grabs her and wrestles her off screen. Um, yeah. It's a lot. But, to, yeah. To parse through there. <laughs> uh, back at the college, we catch up with Willow, Tara, and Buffy. They have been reading The Hunchback of Notre Dame, and Buffy admits that she didn't read the book, um, but she rented the Disney movie. <laughs> I think it's funny that, what, in the last episode they were talking about Rasputin, so, like, Anastasia. Right. And and now they're talking about Hunchback of Notre Dame. Um, so let's see. Uh, while walking through the lounge, Buffy grabs a newspaper out of another student's hand. Uh, she reads the report about a bunch of people found uh, murdered on a train uh, with severe neck trauma. So... <laughs> survey, survey says vampire. <laughs> Yeah. Um, cut to Spike's crypt. Uh, Spike is taken off guard by an unexpected visitor, Dawn. Dawn's curious about his place and wants to hang out with him. Spike asks if Buffy knows that she's there. She says no. Spike tries to get rid of Dawn, get her to go home, uh, but she's not having any of it. Dawn says that she likes how Spike talks to her like she understands things instead of acting weird around her like everybody else. Dawn starts... Um, feeding Spike little pieces of information about Buffy and about how Buffy like feels about him and uh, like what she says about him and so he allows her to stay. <laughs> um, Buffy arrives home and Joyce tells her that Dawn didn't come home from school. Buffy heads to Spike's crypt uh, for help with searching for Dawn. Buffy walks in just as Spike is finishing telling Dawn a scary story about a family he definitely <laughs> murdered back when he was an evil vampire. <laughs> um, Dawn begs Buffy to let Spike finish the story and he clearly ends the end very unconvincingly. Um, he's like telling a story about how, you know, he went to this house and he killed all the family, but he's like, there was somebody missing. And so he got really quiet and he heard a little sigh coming from the coal bin. Um, and that's when Buffy comes in and um, Don convinces Buffy to let Spike finish telling the story and Buffy's like, sure, let's hear the story that Spike's telling my little sister. And uh, Spike is like, yeah, so, um, you know, I got I got real quiet and I could tell the little girl was in the coal bin. So then I opened the coal bin, you know, really ferocious like I pull her out of there. And then I gave her to a nice family, and a good home, and they were never, ever mean to her. And I definitely didn't lock her in the coal bin. <laughs> it's like, okay. yeah, okay. <laughs> I feel like the fact that you said you definitely didn't lock her in the coal me bin means you definitely locked her in the coal bin. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, walking home from, through the graveyard, uh, it's revealed that Dawn might have a little crush on Spike. Buffy tells her that she can't have a crush on, on something that's dead and evil and a vampire, but Dawn doesn't hesitate to remind her of Angel. Uh, Buffy says that was different because he had a soul. They bicker and argue, and Dawn reveals that Spike clearly has a crush on Buffy. Um, something that Buffy clearly hadn't noticed, hadn't thought about. Guess not. <laughs> um, cut to the next day, uh, Buffy has roped Xander into visiting the train murder scene with her. 
Uh, there's not really anything left behind between the besides the taped off outlines of the murder passengers. <laughs> um, Buffy asks Xander about Spike having a crush on her. Xander bursts out laughing. Xander says it's not real, uh, that Spike is just crazy. Buffy says that she thinks Dawn has a crush on Spike, and Xander's clearly hurt that he's no longer the object of her crush. <laughs> he's like, no, I'm the one that she has the crush on. Funny <laughs> Xander, come on! <laughs> um, back at the Summers' house, Buffy returns to find Joyce telling Dawn and Spike a funny work story in the kitchen. Uh, Spike says he's there to apologize for scaring uh, Joyce and Buffy about Dawn missing. Spike excuses himself and Buffy. He says that he has information she might be interested in knowing. But Buffy tells him that she's out of cash and to go hit up Giles. Uh, Spike says that he has info on the person who killed the people on the train. He says that he's willing to show her um, where they are and the two of them head out. Mm -hmm. sitting, in, <laughs> sitting in Spike's car waiting for, the, for a vampire sighting. Uh, Spike offers Buffy some alcohol from his flask and starts singing the Ramones. <laughs> uh, Buffy asks him what they're doing, but his answer is cut off by a vampire sighting. They head out of the car and follow the vampires into the crypt. Uh, the vamps get one look at Buffy and flee. Buffy points out that those vampires clearly weren't the ones on the train because their crypt is pretty decked out. They've clearly been in town for a while, and whoever killed the people on the train only arrived the night before. Hmm. Which is a fair point, but, like, what if they did a round trip? You know what I mean? True, yeah. Um, Buffy tells Spike that she wasted that he wasted her time, and as they go to leave the crypt, she opens the door. Uh, he opens the door for Buffy. Buffy turns on him and starts demanding that he explain um, what this night was and what he's doing. Buffy asks Spike if he thinks he's a date, which she tries mm -hmm. to deny for about five seconds before asking Buffy if she wants it to be. Um... Buffy's mind is just blown and she's completely disgusted. Uh, Spike <laughs> tries to tell Buffy that he can be good, that he's changed, but Buffy tells him the chip in his head isn't changed, isn't changed it's just holding him back for the time being. Um, Spike keeps pouring his heart out, um, but Buffy is disgusted. Spike tries to tell Buffy that he loves her, but Buffy stops him. Uh, she puts her foot down, saying there is no we and there never will be. See, and this kind of behavior is what me what made me think, you know, a couple episodes ago when we were talking about the whole, like, um, him and Sicily thing. And it was, like, probably, like, he would go and, like, pour his heart out to her and she'd be like, I'm not interested. And then he'd go again and she'd be like, I'm really not interested. Right, right. To the point where she had to, like, put her foot down and be like, you are beneath me. It's never going to mm. happen. So... Right. This is kind of what me what makes me think that like that was probably the series of events before. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Um so let's see. So Spike heads back to his crypt and he's uh clearly heartbroken. He can tell someone is there and a familiar face emerges from the shadow. It's Drusilla. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Drusilla gives Spike the Cliff Notes version of a couple of things that are happening right now over on Angel. Um, they're not super important to the events of this show, and I don't want to spoil anything for season two of Angel. So mm -hmm. we'll cover those when we get to them over in Angel. Just know that Drusilla's back. Yeah. Um, Drusilla tries to enlist Spike into joining her family in Los Angeles. Uh, he says he's not interested, but Drusilla calls 
him out for lying. Uh, she knows about how the initiative put a chip in Spike's head so he can't kill. Drusilla tries to seduce him into killing again, just as Drusilla almost has him convinced. Harmony bursts in, demanding to know who Drusilla is. Harmony <laughs> tries to tell Drusilla that um, she has some nerve showing up, telling Spike, you know, or telling Drusilla how much that she hurt Spike and all this stuff. Spike grabs Harmony by the throat, tells her to get lost, uh, and then says that the big bad is back and starts making out with Drusilla. <laughs> Poor Harmony. Poor oh, Harmony. Wow. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. Um, back at the Summers' house, Buffy is filling Joyce and Willow in on Spike's crush on her. Joyce is asking if Buffy might have sent Spike any signals uh, that she might be interested. And Buffy admits that she does beat him up a lot into that, like... To Spike, beating him up is kind of like second base. <laughs> um, Willow and Joyce say that they're worried, but Buffy reminds them that Spike isn't dangerous and it'll probably just blow over. Willow tells Buffy that she needs to talk to Spike again and make sure that she has 100% like, like shut that down. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, they're worried that Spike is twisted and might become dangerous. Buffy heads out to go talk to Spike, but um, asks Willow to do, a do her a favor while she's gone. Wonder what that is. <laughs> uh, cut to the bronze where Drusilla and Spike are out for a night of fun. Uh, they spot a couple making out up on the balcony and head upstairs. Once there, Drusilla grabs the woman, snaps her neck, and hands her to Spike, uh, then takes the man for herself. Turns out Spike can bite a human as long as they're already dead, so Spike... Uh, digs in for his first human bite in probably a year, if not longer. Um, back at Spike's crypt, Buffy arrives looking for Spike. Uh, she heads downstairs through the broken floor and finds Spike's Buffy shrine, including a mannequin wearing a blonde wig and her sweater, pictures, drawings, etc. Um, Buffy is rightfully freaked out and heads upstairs to leave just as Spike and Drusilla arrive. Drusilla electrocutes Buffy with a cattle prod um, that she got <laughs> somewhere um, to the point where Buffy is knocked unconscious. Drusilla asks Spike if he wants to tie her up and play. Spike says he's done playing, takes the cattle prod, and electrocutes Drusilla as well. <laughs> um, so let's see. Buffy wakes up chained up in Spike's basement. Uh, she asks about Drusilla, but it's revealed that Drusilla is also tied up. Spike pours his heart out and says that um, his plan is to kill Drusilla to prove to Buffy that he loves her. Drusilla laughs and says that she knew before Spike did that he loved the Slayer. She did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Buffy tells him that what he feels can't be love because a person can't love without a soul. Buffy tells Spike that killing Drusilla doesn't prove anything except that he's twisted and she already knew that um, and that she should have killed him all uh, a long time ago. Spike then gives Buffy an ultimatum. Uh, she needs to either admit that there's something between them, even that maybe one day there's a possibility, or Spike is going to untie Drusilla and let her kill Buffy. Uh, Drusilla says she likes that plan. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Buffy tells Spike that the only chance he had with her was when she was unconscious. Oh, I, I love th these next two lines. Spike starts flipping out and he goes, what the hell is wrong with you bloody women? What the hell does it take? Why do you bitches torture me? And Buffy goes, which question would you like me to answer first? <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so Spike starts monologuing, blaming Drusilla for his chip and saying that he knows what he feels for Buffy is wrong. Spike starts saying that um, he should just kill them both, then gets shot in the back with an arrow by Harmony. <laughs> Harmony is upset that Spike has seemed to have forgotten about her again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harmony is about to take a second shot at killing Spike when he starts fighting her. Uh, during the distraction, Drusilla breaks free from her ropes and goes after Buffy. Buffy fights her as best she can while she's chained up, but Spike jumps in and saves her, unchaining her. Drusilla says Spike is so lost that not even she can help him and leaves. Harmony tells Spike that he can say goodbye to her butt, then <laughs> realizes that if she turns around to leave, he can see it. So she backs away and leaves. All of which she says out loud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't think Harmony has any sort of like internal thoughts. Everything just kind of comes out her mouth. Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> um. Then Buffy lands a solid punch to Spike's face and leaves. So he, all three women leave. Ugh. Um. Spike catches up with Buffy in front of her house, where Buffy lands a few more emotional blows. She tells Spike that she wants him out of her life. Um, He is not to come anywhere near her friends or her family again. Spike says it's not that easy, that she can't just shut him out. But as he goes to follow her into the house, he can no longer enter. Uh, Suddenly, it's clear that the favor Buffy asked Willow to do earlier was to remove Spike's permission to her house. Spike looks heartbroken as Buffy slams the door in his face. End of episode. Wow. So what'd you what'd you give it? What was your overall? I love this episode. <laughs> I really do. I think it's hysterical watching uh, Spike interacting with like the differences in the relationships between Harmony, Drusilla, and Buffy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I love like Harmony realizing mid-sentence that, like, if she turns around, then he can see her butt, which she just told him to say goodbye to, and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Um, I love Drusilla being back. Like, mm-hmm. I I give this one a nine. I love this episode. It's fun. I love to return to this episode. Um, it's, yeah, it's just really fun. I love it. Mm-hmm. I give it an eight. Not as high as you did, but I still like it quite a bit. Um, <laughs> it's fun. Um, all of Spike's love interests. It's just just interesting. Yeah. Okay, so we need to hold on to this feeling of fun because the next two episodes we have to cover are a little bit uh, hard. <laughs> can't wait to take notes on those. <laughs> yeah, I was I was kind of there. <laughs> we've gone through and like scheduled out who's going to be doing what episodes. And there were some episodes where I was, like, really jealous that Brian got to do the notes for them. And then I realized that he gets to do notes for the body. And I was like, you know what? This all seems fair. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Jill. Anything you want to add before we get out of here? Um, if you want to hit me up on Twitter, you can. I'm really bad at answering messages on there. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there now. But if you want, I am at Jillian underscore Swan. And that's one with two ends. So you can hit me up on Twitter if you really want to. And you can follow me on Twitter at the fake BMR. That's B-M-A-R-R. You can also follow me on Instagram at SuperMarbro, also two R's. Follow the channel on Twitter at WG Everything on Instagram at Wicked Good Everything on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Everything. Leave us a comment and a review on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. Um, 
And other than that, tell all your friends and your enemies about the Sunnydale Review. We'll see you in the next one. The Sunnydale Review is a Wicked Good Everything production. Fan art of Buffy was created by Fishbone Art. The logo was created by Tamar Kutab. The original intro and outro song was created by Alex Carl.